You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., And I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Truth Hounds, a production of iHeartRadio. I'm Anna, and I've been unemployed for about a year now, so I really have nothing going on. And I'm Kyle. In middle school, I received the award Most Enthusiastic to Learn, so that makes me pretty special. And that is what makes us the perfect investigative duo. We are two friends who love each other very much, but what we love even more is getting to the bottom of mysteries. All mysteries, sure, but small mysteries specifically. Trust me, no mystery is too small. No, no, no. Why don't you trust me when I tell you we are ready to sniff around? We are the The Truth Hounds. Hello? Hey, Kyle? Hi, yeah. Hi. Hey, it's Anna. Yeah, hi. Hey, um, are you busy right now? Yeah, actually, I'm about to give a toast to my brother's wedding. My back is turned, but I can feel everyone staring at me, and I'm pretending to wipe a stain off my dress, but I I just don't think I can get away with it for much longer. Oh, oh my god. Trying to get it out, yeah. I mean, mazel, obviously, but, um... I actually, I'm so sorry, but we just, we really do need to talk. Okay, I'll be right there. Hi! Hi. (laughs) My friend! Thank you so much for meeting me here. Of course. It's very tranquil today. It is tranquil. It's a beautiful word, actually. Tranquil. Yeah. And when I think of tranquil, I specifically actually think of water. So... It's like the word's perfect application is to what we're looking at. But I have to say this investigation doesn't have me very tranquil. No, I actually feel the opposite of that myself. I feel almost violent. I mean, let's think about what we've already done for this investigation, right? So this person, Whitney, came to us saying, I don't know what this object is can you help me determine its value and give me ideas of what to do with it? So we put our heads together. We reached out to art appraisers, a person who works at a cool vintage store, a person with good taste. And they told us that probably its value is mostly determined by people who are fans of the movie The Aviator. So we watched the movie and we We had maybe the worst night of our lives. I mean, I'm still in a bad mood. I still can't watch movies. Yeah, I'm done for movies, I think. The thing that sucks is... I shouldn't I shouldn't say anything, but I, I actually know... Uh, you know what? No, I'm sorry. What? Never mind. No, I, I actually... I'm me? sorry, I can't. No, I can't. I can't. Let's just, let's just look at the water and... What? Wow... But the, is that, that a seagull? 
Yeah, it is, but I just... All right. Episode 10. What is art? Part 2. So, we didn't have a plan. Honestly, I didn't even know where to look. Well, actually, I knew exactly where to look. Something happened with this person I know, and it was so embarrassing. I I can't go there. No. I'm done. This investigation was at a standstill. Did Anna just say to you guys that she knew exactly what to do, but didn't want to talk about it? That's really frustrating. She knows she can tell me anything. I mean, when it comes to one another, we're basically open books. And you guys listening in right now? Well, you're basically family at this point. So... Over the next couple of weeks, I would meet up and hang out with Anna, business as usual. Then, when she least expected it, I'd confront her. Hey! Hi! Sorry I'm late. Hi. Where do you want to go to, to, to eat? Um, I just, I kind of feel like, uh... No, oh, maybe. Could you? Can you tell me? I'm not going to tell you. Get out of the car. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's that haircut's not. It's not too extreme. But I'm like, I don't know. Can you just tell me? N- no, I'm not going to tell you. Ugh, fine. Let's go. So you ready to go into Gorjana? Yeah, I'm a little tired, but yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Can you tell me now? Cut. Hey, come on. I'm not. I'm leaving. But we're supposed to go to Gorjana. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Not going to That's it. Gorgi- you- I'm not going to Gorjana. No dice. She was really good at keeping secrets which was really bad, for this investigation. I had only one option. I had to start my own little investigation within the investigation. So, I came up with a plan. I would figure out how to get my friend to spill the beans and then watch the beans spill. Meaning, Get her to tell me the secret, and hopefully it would be helpful to this investigation. I mean, it's the season finale. My first and only stop, consulting my little book of Anna. That's right, folks. I have a little book of Anna. You know, a kind of dossier. It has the essentials her emergency contact, an extra key to her house, her measurements in case I'm out and I find a top she likes, but I'm like, what size is she again? The essentials, her handprint from when she was a baby. But it also has a section where I keep her greatest secrets. I took a look at those. secrets staring at me. I looked at them and like a good investigator, I thought about the details, mainly where we were when she told me the secrets. The first secret, as we rode a roller coaster at the Santa Monica Pier. The second secret, 
she told me as we were ascending to the top of the Eiffel Tower in Paris, France. And the third one? While we were on a long bus ride to see the pyramids outside of Mexico City. One of the wonders of the world. And by that, I mean, it makes you wonder. How did they do that? I thought about these moments, specifically the locations and what we were doing. A common denominator emerged. We seemed to be doing something thrilling, something that had us outside of ourselves. To put it bluntly, these were memories that we would think upon on our deathbeds and go, whoa. Life put on quite a show for Anna and I. And we were right there calling, Encore, please, Encore! If I gave Anna and I a -a one-of-a-kind experience that she would think fondly about on her deathbed, then she would 100% spill the beans and we would be back on track with this investigation. Granted, the beans are good. You never know with Anna. Could be good beans, could be bad beans. I needed to give Anna a one-of-a-kind experience. I closed my eyes and pictured the words, one-of-a-kind experience. I was immediately transported to a open road, driving fast, convertible, top-down, hair blowing in the wind, fearless. So that's what I did. I rented a Mustang convertible and told Anna to meet me outside of her place. Vroom, vroom. Over here. What are you doing? What's this car? I just wanted to show you a good time. I'm sorry, one more, you have to say that just, one more time. I just wanted to show you a good time. You look foreign. Why? Do I, why? I, I was going for like a, you know, a Thelmy and, and Looney thing, you know? Thelmy and Looney? You know those two gals? <laughs> well, pop on in. Come take what are you, take what a, are you driving? I, I mean... Just come in, t- take a feel. It's a strong machine. There you go. Oh yeah, watch the door because it's a rental. Even... So. Oh my God. Well, here's, your, here's your scarf. Um, <laughs> you could wear one too. You but... got me a scarf? Yeah. That's right. We were in a Mustang convertible and I got Anna a scarf. Vroom, vroom. Ready? Check this out. I was going to take the top down of the Mustang convertible, and Anna would definitely tell me the secret. Um, okay, maybe it needs to be on. Okay. Oh my crazy. god, let's see. Oh. Oh my god. Oh yeah, Wait, I think that's just preparation. Oh, oh my there god. there we go. <laughs> what? Okay. And we're done. What do you mean we're done? Uh... I, I actually feel like we just, because I, I'm a little overwhelmed. Are you okay? <laughs> I'm kind of nervous. Uh, because, because this car is so huge. Um, I mean, I, I don't I, mean I, to be, this car is really big. So I think we should just, maybe just stay, stay here. You want to stay in the car? <laughs> just, I mean, this is pretty crazy. Wait, right? did you rent the car? Yeah. You rented the car, but now you're too scared to drive the car? Yeah. (laughs) Vroom, vroom. Honestly, driving a Mustang convertible was really scary. I thought convertibles were supposed to be small and sexy, but this thing felt like a tank. It gave me such a fright. We were just sitting there. This was not a -a one-of-a-kind experience. She probably wouldn't tell me anything. Can I just tell you the secret? I don't like keeping secrets from you. So, Kyle got me to spill the beans. Let me give you guys the background. I have this friend. 
He's a really nice guy. I'm telling you guys, this guy is awesome. Here is where it gets hard. Recently, let me take a sip of this wine. Okay, recently, I was flipping through Instagram stories, absentmindedly, and I came upon a story he had posted, which was a picture of himself that his partner had posted. Are you following? Here's the thing about this picture. It was totally innocuous. It was just a photo of him sitting at a desk. I just happened to be moving into a new spot myself, and I was having a hard time figuring out a spot for a desk in my place. I was looking for inspiration. So, I screen-grabbed what he had posted. And again, the photo is innocuous, but the way that he is framed, it's pretty intimate. There's nothing salacious there, but it was clearly taken by someone who loves him. Okay, um, I need a few more sips of wine. Hang on. Okay, so I screen grab this photo and days go by. I forget about the photo. I forget about the screen grab. I take more photos, take more screen grabs. My photo roll, it's just, it's moving on. So, late one night, I'm in bed, scrolling as I'm falling asleep. I wake up with my phone Honestly, it's just on top of my face. I check my phone, and I see something mortifying. It's a message from the guy in response to the story I'd posted. And the message, it says, you posted a story about me? Immediately, a panic kicks in. Oh. My. God. I posted that screen grab of that photo of him sitting at that desk taken by his loved one. And it had been sitting there long enough for the guy to see it. And here's the thing about this guy. He was undoubtedly the perfect person to interview for this investigation. He was a curator at one of the top museums. And he had impeccable taste. He was honestly the first person who came to my mind when Whitney gave us the call altogether. But because of what had happened, I mean, you guys see what I did? I can't reach out to this guy. I posted a story of him sitting at a desk on my Instagram that his lover took. Yes, what you did was unimaginable, horrifying. I sit here full paralysis, yet still disgusted enough to shake my damn head. If I did that, I would go live in a closet. But we have to talk to him, Anna. He's a curator at one of the top museums. There's just no other way. Too much is riding on this. This is our season finale. I know I already said that, but this is our season finale. I know things are getting really good, but we have to take a break for some ads. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile... The ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. 
In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, A military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And the ad break is over. I knew this would be hard for Anna. So I set up a training session with Chad. You remember Chad. He was a trainer with the huge legs that helped us move the dirt. See his legs? Okay. Hi, I'm Chad. I'm a personal trainer. And I'm also training to be a life coach I'm halfway through my certification with my life coach. Yeah, him. I had Chad meet us at the Truth Hound Fitness Center. My garage. Oh my god. I see, I see him. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. Hi. 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 What? Hi. You're walking really slow. Hi, Chad. Sorry, I was, uh, to be honest with you, I was kind of thinking about game planning. Okay. 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 I had previously explained to Chad that we needed his help to train Anna to face her fears and to make it right with her Instagram friend. Chad didn't waste any time and immediately got into it. Okay. Um, can we do a quick experiment, Kyle? Yeah. Okay. okay. I'm walking away right now. Okay. He's walking. Oh my God. Thank you. Chad first lunged at me, Kyle. And without blinking an eye, I got out of the way. Then he lunged at Anna, and she didn't get out of the way. Oh my God. (laughs) She was frozen. We moved on to a different exercise, a wall sit. Three, two, one. Okay, it's not too easy. Guess what? You're only 30 seconds in. What? So I wonder if next time you two will look ready. It was not easy. You gotta be in a full wall sit. Can I do this? I mean, it's a little boy band cover <laughs> pose. I'll allow it. Yes, I'll I can do that too. <laughs> okay, we got 20 seconds left. Yeah. Once our bodies went through hell and back, Chad went back to lunging at Anna. This time, something was different. She was different. Oh my god! I 
and you moved. And oh did you see that, Kyle? Yeah, I saw that. Did wow. we get that on tape? Yeah, we got oh. that on tape. Wow. That was the first okay. time you moved. Okay, I did guess. You see, did you, that was amazing. Yeah, that was amazing. I was also three feet away. You really and I'm are. fast as a panther. You're like, you I really all, are. I'm all explosive energy. Yeah. You really are. And you, yeah. you moved. I did not, I did not hold back. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That, I feel good. Chad gave Anna a final pep talk. I want you to think about this thing. Mm-hmm. I want you to think about the person that you wish to talk to about it. Mm-hmm. If they charge, mm-hmm. what do you do? I move out of the way. You move out of the way. But I, I don't anticipate that they're going to charge. Yes. And I, I give them the opportunity to not charge. To pass. To pass. You give them the wow. opportunity to pass. Wow. But if they charge, guess what? You move out of the way. Yeah. Wow. You're gonna let this is this is one of the biggest days of your life. So I just have to face my fear. That's all that's left. I was ready. Chad had taught me that I could do anything, including confronting my worst fear. Contacting a guy of whom I had posted an intimate photo to my Instagram stories. And yeah, that's important, but also let's revisit the whole reason why we're here. The investigation was at a standstill. Whitney had brought us an object, and we were trying to figure out whether it was art, and what art even is. And this friend of Anna's seemed to be the key to unlock all of this. He was a curator at one of the top museums. So, Anna set up a time to talk to this guy. I asked her if it would be easier if she did this alone, but she insisted on having me right there next to her. Before we could get into our investigation questions, Anna had to make things right. Hi. Hey, guys. How are you doing? I'm good. I don't know if you guys have ever met. I don't think we've ever met. Hi, nice to meet you. Here came the big moment. I just, I had to do it. Hey, you got this. Remember what Chad said. Before we ask you uh, for your official opinion on something else, I just kind of wanted to take a moment to make things right. To what? make things right? I just kind of want what? to make things right with you because of what happened, and I'm very sorry about the photo that um, I took. Oh, that's totally fine. I thought, I hope you didn't think I was really uh, like weirded out by that. I, I mean, I, I might be, you know. And... I kind of assumed that's exactly what it was, which was you were saying like, oh, look, this is a, a, a something in a room, like <laughs> as I would do. And I was often not like, look at this fucking hellhole this person lives in. No. And I thought because uh, the photo, the photo is really kind of—it's uh, clearly taken by someone who loves you, and so it's a very delicate lover at a table. And so I thought mm-hmm. that it just seems like I <laughs> delicately love you. Yeah, and then you accidentally posted. <laughs> I don't know what happened, and it posted to my story, which is. One of yeah. the most mortifying things I think anyone can oh, through. Totally fun. I assumed nothing nefarious. That's amazing. I mean, no, no worries about it. Okay, well, I just wanted to yeah. set, make things right. Yeah, no, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy. That was you no. Know, the, there was nothing to make right. It was all good. We just need, yeah, they just need to be smoothed over it's before fun. we talk about other things. Before we talk about other things, yeah. a- absolutely fine. All right. Can I just have a moment here? Because that was really hard to do. But I did it. I kicked ass. And we could finally move forward in our investigation. We began our interview. My name is and I'm a curator. Now that the hard stuff was out of the way, the next part would be super easy. So we actually were wondering... If um, you could just tell us uh, what art is. 
He thought about it for a while. Damn, that's a big question. Huh. I guess it was a really big question. But eventually came through. I think art is anything you put into a gallery or museum setting and and stay as art. And that's it. Whoa, that was amazing. It was all we needed to hear. We said our goodbyes to Thank you so much. This was really helpful for us. And, um, you know, I am glad that we were able to make everything go. I'm happy we could solve that as well. Told us exactly what we needed to hear. If you put something in a gallery or museum setting and say it's art, it's art. So, that's what we needed to do with Whitney's object. Build an art show around it and say it's art. Look, that doesn't necessarily answer her question of what she should do with it, but it would now have so much more meaning. And then, maybe, the gift we would really be giving to Whitney is the gift of peace and clarity. The next step was simple. We would just plan an art show. First, we got an art space. Okay, let's be honest. It was actually the offices of iHeartRadio, but the building had an industrial flair to it. No, 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 no. Cut the tape. Do we have something that's a little more, like, fitting? Like a chain being dropped in a pool. A man slapping a fish as percussion. Industrial. Yeah, that's the stuff. Anyway, back to the building. Tall cavernous ceilings. Cement walls and floors. An elevator with a ceiling made of abstract metal art pieces. It just screamed art in L.A. Next, we needed wine. Just two bottles, one white, one red. What's the big deal? The next part was a little tricky. We couldn't just have an art show with one object, even if it was two or three or 15 parts or whatever Winnie had said in the beginning. There had to be other stuff to view as well. Then I had an idea. Anna's always talking a big game about my call to action posts. She always says that they are art. And I've never commented publicly on this because I'm super humble, but it actually meant a lot. With Anna's encouragement, I decided to include some of my call to actions in the art show. Additionally, I had a couple other surprises up my sleeve. Now, we had the space, the two bottles of wine, the art. To me, Anna, art, it's actually nothing without music. I'm sorry, but I'm just a huge music lover. Always have been, always will be. Without saying too much, well, it's in my DNA. And... I actually had a couple of ideas of what we could do. First and foremost, Kyle and I had accidentally devised a musical masterpiece earlier this season. I would describe the genre as noise. Take a listen. That's noise, all right. This would be the perfect background noise to loop under the art show. But wait, there's something else, too. My friend Wit had also written an awesome song for us. Remember? Contemplating Suicide? Take a listen. Contemplating. 
that's it all right. Wit had even made us a techno version of the song for when we recreated visiting the yogurt shop. Take a listen. That's it, all right. Like I said, I am a huge music lover. Hearing those three songs back to back just now, I'm basically in heaven. So, we had our music. We would invite my friend Wit to play live, and we would loop our original noise composition on a laptop in the space. I myself am not a huge music lover. I don't like anything in my ears. But wait a minute. I'm sorry, Anna. We can't just have a laptop just sitting there playing a song. What if someone steals the laptop? I'm going to be very honest with you guys. That would suck. So we decided we would have to hire someone to stand beside the laptop just to keep an eye on it. Okay, Kyle, you literally don't know how to throw a party. You put a security guard in there, it's gonna throw off the whole vibe. My biggest fear is that a bunch of people come in and are like, this place is dead. Let's bounce. I don't care. I don't want my laptop to be stolen. That's where I watch The Amazing Race. Can I offer a suggestion? What if this person is not a DJ, but Leonardo DiCaprio? I bet all those cool people you were worried about would be like, whoa, a party with Leonardo DiCaprio? I'm at least going to stay for a few minutes, for sure. Kyle, are you baked out of your gourd? You think that we can get Leonardo DiCaprio to A, come to our art show at all, and then B, forego having the time of his life to clock in and work a shift as a DJ? But really, he's just guarding the laptop? No, it's not happening. We can't get Leonardo DiCaprio, I'm sorry. I just, I don't think we're there. I mean, yet. I do really think he'd like the show. And I'm not going to disagree with you on that one. Okay. What if we hired a Leonardo DiCaprio impersonator to guard the laptop and pretend to DJ? But why Leonardo DiCaprio? Why are you suddenly obsessed with Leonardo DiCaprio? Why are you on his jock? Anna, because of the movie The Aviator. I'm not on his jock. I don't even know where he is right now, so how could I even be on his jock? Anna finally agreed. And all right, let's speed things up. We looked all over the place. And we did finally find an official Leo DiCaprio impersonator. But his hiring fee per hour was $800. Plus, we had to pay his agent 20%. I mean, I love this crazy town, but who really has that kind of money? I mean, we sure don't. We had gotten the quote from the impersonator's agent. And after that, we thanked her profusely, but said to her, is there any way you could make 50 bucks work? I mean, we don't need him to do much, just stand there. She got back to us promptly. I suggest you purchase a cardboard cutout. She also added she hadn't actually seen one of Leo and wished us luck. So? We had to broaden our search. We put up a kind of unofficial call to action. And by that, I mean, I just asked my friends on Instagram, hey, do you know anyone who kind of looks like Leo? Before we knew it, we found a guy who had once dressed up as Leo for Halloween. Specifically, he dressed up as a paparazzi photo of Leo, wherein he was just kind of inhaling from an industrial-sized vaporizer. Everything was in place. And now, an ad break. A new season of Bridgerton is here. 
and with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, A military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The ad break is over. Now, it was time for the art show. No, Kyle. We have to tell the listeners who was on the guest list. Do we have to? We've been writing VO for like three hours and my butt hurts from all the sitting. Yeah, we do have to. Because it's the finale. All right, all right. We put up a call to action. My art was good. It was a picture of Leo from The Aviator was really stretched out. The post said, do you like The Aviator? Do you want to come to a party? Kyle, remember? We expanded it, just in case. We didn't find anyone who likes The Aviator. Yeah. We also said if you like Martin Scorsese, you can come. And? If you like film. And? If you like regular movies. And? If you were free and just wanted to come. Bingo. So, back to it. The art show was finally here. All the parts were in place, and people started to show up. We were nearing the end of Whitney's investigation. Our hope was that by putting on this art show dedicated to the object, we would show Whitney that it was valuable 
Honestly, it was annoying how much went into the making of this show that by the time we were letting people inside, I flew off the handle. I completely lost my cool. Uh-huh. Uh, we could just stop, minimize the talking. Uh, Thank you. Uh, I just, just keep in mind it's for I a podcast. I just feel like over there they know. I just feel like there's a conversation. Over there. Uh, I just, I mean, what are you, I, hello? Excuse me. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I didn't even. You're losing your cool. I'm losing okay. my cool. Okay, well, my co-host is losing her cool, but. Um, Anna reined it in. Thank you so much for coming to the art show. Um, we're sorry we made you wait in the holding area, but the thing about art is that it does take time. I mean, sometimes it's never you've finished. And that's a really good point. And so we can never let you in, but yeah. we are. So um, having said that, please come upstairs and thank you so much for being a part of the art show. Feel free to clap. Thank you. <laughs> and so, the evening had begun. The Leo, um, kind of impersonator, took his place by the laptop, and people began to mill about. Uh, should we stand right here, I guess? Okay. Just we'll give them space so they can... Take space. Kyle instructed our Leo guy to play our noise song on the laptop. Again, he wasn't a DJ, but he was standing right there. I mean, he might as well. Doesn't cost you anything to hit the space bar. Music! That's actually my screen. A lot of people showed up. People you might recognize. There was Megan, the mean friend, who maybe wasn't actually that mean. How are you feeling about... You feel mean nowadays? No, I'm feeling pretty good, actually, yeah. Um, It's not really any... Thank you. Well, it's captain. It's captain season. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not really. I'm not. I'm still not really doing much. So there's not really much to get mad at. Thanks for Thank coming. Thank you. Wow. Amazing. She was literally glowing, and honestly, it made me want to go out and buy a caftan. Anyways, so Megan was there. Also, our third friend Rod was there. We haven't seen you since your big day. Yeah, it's been a while. So, uh, are you still feeling good after it? Yeah, I'm feeling feeling pretty good. Aw. It really did feel good to get back to him. He really needed it. You could tell. So lots of people were milling about. Chatting, drinking from those two bottles of wine... The event was an absolute success. But let's not forget who the real star of the show was. The art. What do you think about this piece? About the price? It is art. And I think I I can see that theme of like his, uh, you can already see this like growing distancing from the world and society. Mm -hmm. And I can see that really present in the the piece. That kind of lot of empty space. Mm -hmm. And then like the chairs there as his... Comfort as a zone of comfort, like the screening room and like seeing the daily. Huh. I didn't get that at all. But that's awesome. This is beautiful. Striking. What is art? Authenticity. Wow. We had gathered together a really exceptional crowd. Okay, so this is actually... um, we talked to an art appraiser, and I was just showing her slides, and she right. said my photos were so good that it was art. That's right. Remember when I said I had a couple surprises up my sleeve? Well, here's the first one. Because I had gotten such great feedback from the art appraisers about my photographs of the model, I decided, what the heck? It should be part of the show. And you know what? It was the talk of the town. People thought it was a part of Whitney's piece. They both improve each other, I think. Would you say these two are kind of twin flames? 
art pieces. I, I think so, and I think that, and it goes in the other direction too. Yeah. I think the other one. Like, the other one also. The other surprise, by the way, was that I had also printed out a poster of our Truthhound tip line phone number. The poster was really just the phone number and a dog dressed like a detective next to it. But my thought was, maybe someone would call. Some of the best art is interactive. The whole show was going really, really well. And now it was time for the performance art. My friend Witt's performance of his hit song, Contemplating Suicide. Given the seriousness of the mood, we thought it would be appropriate if he did a more stripped-down, deconstructed version of the song. We wanted it to feel like MTV's Unplugged. So, we set him up on a stool, lit about 30 candles, and had everyone sit on the ground cross-legged, looking up at him. Uh, this is a song in the first episode of Truth Hounds. Um, I wrote it, and you can also listen to and hear a remix of this same song in the third episode of Truth Hounds. Do you want me to say what it's called? Yes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. the song is called Contemplating Suicide. <laughs> <laughs> okay, content warning. We caught a mean case of the sillies. Forgive us. We were so overwhelmed by the success of the night, we couldn't help but laugh. Contemplating suicide, I want to die my whole life. Contemplating suicide, I want to die my whole life. Contemplating suicide, I want to die something cute now. Contemplating suicide, I want to die my whole life. I know we keep saying the night was a success, but before we could officially declare it as such, we had to check in with one last attendee. Arguably, the most important one, Whitney. And I actually talked to like a few people that gave me new perspective on like having a piece like this, like how important it is. I do like the idea of, of setting up something with like your piece that you made Kyle like next to it and having a little kind of like explanation. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like it. I'm so grateful. Whoa. We really helped her out. And before saying goodbye to her, I made one last effort to pitch myself to her. Because, you know, this is Hollywood. You have to advocate for yourself. Wow. Well, I'd love to, to work with you in the future on some kind of artistic project. Well, you guys should definitely um, you should yeah, do yeah, collab that's on great. something. Yeah. After a little bit of networking, sorry, you just have to do it. I noticed that we actually had a new tip on the tip line. I took a listen. Hi, my name is Chris, and I'm calling um, from the art show. I just wanted to see if this phone number works. And it does. <laughs> this is art. Remember how I told you that I had hung up that poster of the tip line phone number next to a dog dressed like a detective in the art show? Huh. Someone used the tip line. 
and that someone was Chris from our lay people focus group? He was at the art show? I don't remember inviting him. Hmm. What was he doing here? And wait a minute. Anna had been consistently five to 10 minutes late over the past couple of months. Did that have something to do with it? Before I could really grapple with these mysterious thoughts, Anna pulled me aside with urgency. She was getting a weird phone call. Weird. Two calls? One night? Huh. Who is this? Wait, who is this? I've got a tip for you. A tip that only the truth hounds can get to. This is the crime of the century. It's a real-life murder. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We had started this show to investigate mysteries like why are puppies so fat? Or why is it so funny when someone falls down just a couple of stairs? I I don't know, questions like that. And now, someone was calling us to investigate a real murder. We had come so far, and in a second, it seemed like everything was about to change. Yeah, that's right. We had spent this entire season grappling with these kinds of questions. Why are some people always late? Why are people mean? Does distance really make the heart grow fonder? Why does time fly by when you're having so much fun? Why does giving back feel so good? And finally, what we just answered. What is art? And now this guy was asking us to get involved with a real murder? And let's not forget about the Chris thing. What was that? If I were to pursue this murder case, who would I even be investigating with? I felt like I didn't even know Anna anymore. In a second, it seemed like everything was about to change. So, what do you think? To be continued. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Truth Hounds is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is Sheep Hibbets. 
the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.